All right. Good morning, everybody, and uh, welcome back uh, to the December 20th, oh my God, almost Christmas time uh, edition of the AM show hosted live on the Alpha Mint Discord. Uh, I am your host, R2D Gen, joined remotely um, from, from Montreal today. I had a quick little excursion out there before uh, Canada starts to do some COVID restrictions. But uh, I am, of course, joined with me from New York City, uh, Free Market Lemons. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting cold. Uh, cases are going up. Stay safe out there. But uh, all is good in NFT land. Yeah, for sure. We were actually just talking about that on the pre-show, and uh, we, we were discussing how there still seems to be this perception that we're in a bear market, um, and maybe that might be true for some of the existing floors projects taking uh, you know a little bit of a dive. Not a lot of huge movers in that regard, um, but everything is alive and well here in Alpha Mint, especially with uh, some of the success we had just in the last weekend alone. And um, and like you said, it feels like this this these last two days since we did our last show was almost like three months consolidated into to one little uh, 48 hour span. But, um, but yeah, your weekend was good. Yeah. My weekend was fabulous. I mean, it was dominated by lemons. I know we talked about it a lot on the show because this is a, a project that AM was just really, really behind and so excited about for a while. And we all have a long-term view on lemons and nobody expected them maybe to get off so quickly. I mean, we all expected them to get here, but, but maybe not so quickly. Um, and it really was just a heady weekend of constant spaces about lemons, large names, literally changing their punks and their apes to lemons over the weekend. I mean, these just bring joy to people. And it's when you buy one, it's very hard not to buy another. They're fun. They're really good to give away as gifts. And I'm not shilling. I'm just trying to analyze why this phenomena got off so fast, I would say. And I just think it strikes the right tone for a lot of reasons. Yeah, we'll have a, you know, we, we tried to avoid talking lemons in the the later half of last week uh, with the show, just because it, it had been such a topic of conversation. Obviously, Alpha Mint, very excited about all of that, but um, it, it is definitely going to uh, rear its head up again today in the show because there is you know, so much to talk about now again with the, the crazy run that it went over this weekend. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's really quickly just get into, uh, the, the crypto market and, um, and, and go through that stuff before we get the meat of the show. So, yeah, looking at uh, crypto again, not much has really changed over the last couple of days. It's just going in this like sideways channel. Bitcoin right now sitting at about 45, 46,000. So definitely on a little bit of a downward slide still. Um, you know, 8% on the week, it's down. Ethereum kind of going through the same struggles 37, 38. It's kind of bouncing and make, makes like a little run at 4,000 and then dips down. Um, but we're we're kind of in that season. People's eyes are uh, away from crypto, their computer screens, maybe even NFTs a little bit, though it doesn't feel like it. And uh, we're just not seeing quite the same action that you typically would. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Are you thinking we're looking for a healthy uh, rebound or we're in for more of the same? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just consolidation right now. Anyone's guess uh, about which direction is next. It, it, every, all the underlying bull cases are still there. And I think it's, you know, NFTs don't like volatility in ETH. It doesn't really matter if it's up a lot or down a lot. NFTs tend to move when things kind of calm down. So I don't think anyone could be too mad 
about what uh, Spot is doing right now. But at the same time, the chart is where it is. We're not out of the woods. You could see, I could see a move down to 3,000. I could see a move up to 5,000. And when it's like that, especially from a trader's perspective, you don't have a big edge. So we're kind of all just sitting and watching. And the good thing is it's good news for NFTs, low volatility. And while we're not quite in the same bull atmosphere we were during the summer, uh, things are working right now. And the, the market is hungry for a certain type of project that's doing very well. Yeah. And as we're seeing, people are willing to spend their ETH on uh, projects, particularly minting them right now. Um, Pardon me one second. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, speaking of minting and uh, making some money, uh, let's talk about uh, Adidas's uh, a drop that went down. Um, first Ethereum NFT drop nets $23 million and shoots to the top of the charts. One buyer managed to grab 330 of the NFTs, <laughs> despite there being a two-person customer or two per customer cap um and i uh i'm not gonna say it but i think i know who that was too uh but uh yeah qu quite a win for for them um but uh, i mean you know we're t talking about adidas here 20 23 million dollars isn't uh not, definitely not a bad sales day for them especially with the the margins they're probably getting on it but definitely didn't go directly to uh to adidas uh, there was i think it was like 12.5% to Apes, 12.5% to Punks Comics, G-Funk, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, all in all, a really successful foray into NFTs for Adidas. There's quite a few, um, quote unquote, obvious pumps that go on in this market. And this just felt like one of them, right? Apes, Adidas, Punks, all to get just made sense. Um, it also fits into our mainstream thesis, which continues to pick up steam uh, as, you know, new entity and new corporations are getting into NFTs every day. And even if the floors eventually fall, they all have an initial cook because you're talking about very, very large fan base. I mean, look at Coca-Cola, who has a drop that I believe is later today. We're actually trying to get the info on it. We couldn't find any links, but someone did drop a screenshot in the DGen dojo. It's going to cook. You're t there are so many Coke fans, people who collect Coke memorabilia, who are going to go to all lengths to try to buy their first NFT. And, you know, that's good for people who know what they're doing. If you understand how to buy these things, you already have a huge advantage over these collectors who are going to go rabid for these things. Yeah. And as you uh, kind of pointed out to me this morning, there is hints of a Coca-Cola NFT dropping. Now, it wouldn't be their first um, no. shot at NFTs. You mentioned uh, a, a while ago they did a one of one that sold. Um, for for an, quite a bit. I don't want to yeah, misquote the amount. It was crazy. It was a very large amount and it was a 3D jacket, like a puffer jacket that said Coca-Cola. It looked great. It was fabulous. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, it looks like in maybe about an hour and a half or so. I'm not even sure when this is. Um, it was just a screenshot that says uh, basically two hours until the drop. But um, they'll be doing snow globes. So I'm sure we'll be all over that and uh, look forward to, to seeing what comes of it. Um, but yeah, Adidas, Coca-Cola, and just more more instances of people getting into season, the meta. Season appropriate too. You have um, Coca-Cola with a Christmas theme. You have Coach who's putting out their winter Christmas themed NFTs. And then today also we have a fun drop coming. The Suicibles app which is on the Flow blockchain. If you download this app, it's called Susables. 
And they will be releasing sticker packs today that are NFTs that exist on the Flow blockchain and are themed with the Grinch. So this is how the Grinch stole Christmas NFTs. Everybody has access to this app in their respective app stores, and you are able to buy with USD. So you will be able to buy a pack for $4.99. Not sure on the limit of these packs yet, but this is going to be my cook of the day. I'm not sure how or when you'll be able to resell these, but first edition Seuss Grinch NFTs, count me in. Yeah, I mean, and you said four ninety nine US um, that you can purchase them for, which uh, you know, if if the NFL um, Ticketmaster collaboration was any indication of where those can go, um, I see no reason why. Now, I mean, Dr. Seuss is definitely uh, um, highly recognizable and collectible, but uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to get the same kind of rabid desire as nfl collectibles but i mean you know it, it could be it could be something so it doesn't hurt to go download it check it out and uh you know it, it is on top, the top shot chain as you mentioned but uh it could be could be something for sure well look look for large entities to be using either alternative chains like flow and wax or l2s like polygon and I just, like I said, even if it's not an, you know, because with ETH, it's very easy for us. We we buy it, we go to OpenSea, we know if there's an instant market. With with the alternative chains or the L2s, it's not as easy necessarily like the Macy's NFT that we downloaded on the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is on Polygon. I do believe they are getting like $30 and $50 offers right now but and you got it for free but it was not as easy to figure out price uh on those things so we'll see but this is the type of thing you buy as the first edition coming out this year and next year when they do the the grin second edition that's when i would expect these to have nice value yeah but your your family will like them this is a good first nft too Give them as gifts. Um, mm-hmm. Although I can't remember, we don't have to get into it. But I thought Doctor Seuss got canceled. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, he did. And here we are. Um, no, all good. They, like you know, these easy entrance points into NFTs uh, to reduce the friction of what people think about them. I could see some really interesting stuff with um, with the kind of Seuss universe and and generative art. To be honest mm. with you. Matt, yeah, there's so much potential. Ooh, there. I'm starting I, to think look, about that a little bit. I mean, did you see, did we talk about the Astro Boy one of one on the show? Uh, we didn't on the show, but that sold for, was it 120 ETH? 120 ETH. It's been relisted now for 10,000 ETH, which I don't think they're going to get, but it was still pretty damn impressive. Um, and it just shows you how, especially if it's a limited edition, these uh, classic, iconic mainstream properties as they move into digital collectibles are going to be extremely desirable. So, Well, you put a pretty aggressive bid in on that too, but I uh, did not get accepted. <laughs> of, um, they didn't take my 1.4. No, funny. they held out for a better offer and I guess good on them. Yeah, smart on them. They they were taking offers before they had set the minimum, and uh, they set the minimum at ten when they started the official auction. So I wasn't even in the official official auction. Oh, okay. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I Neither remember you get. talking that you threw a little. I don't think you expected that to win, no. but um, <laughs> but yeah, very very cool. And uh, what's that? Hundred hundred and twenty ETH. We're looking at what five million bucks? 
Am I doing that right? <laughs> uh, five, uh, no, uh, 500,000. 500, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, off by a decimal point, as there I've been go. in the past. Much. You're thinking about ETH next year, not ETH. Yeah. Year. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the future value of it, of course, yeah. is the, the most important. Um, speaking of spending a lot of money on something, um, but maybe could have gotten more Facebook. Uh, as it turns out, paid a small bank in South Dakota uh, $60 million for the Meta trademark name. Um, to, and, you know, Facebook paying top dollar for a small bank's Meta trademark shows how assertive it will be in its attempt to stake a claim in the metaverse. Uh, I, I I mean, cool that they did that. Uh, probably a nice little win for the little South Dakota bank. But um, I got to believe that maybe this bank didn't know that it was actually Facebook buying it from them because uh, anytime um, a company like that tries to buy something, the price tends to to go up uh, an extreme amount. And Meta was a pretty highly coveted name, I would imagine, as it turns out. Yeah, will this replace Instagram as the greatest deal Mark Zuckerberg has ever made? I guess it will be yet <clears throat> to be seen, but that seems like a pretty, pretty low price when Facebook is negotiating with you. That's their couch cushion change. So <clears throat> I'm guessing that there were three levels of lawyers, a Chinese wall and six degrees of separation between whatever entity was negotiating with this bank and Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I remember that uh, a great story of um, Walt Disney opening up his uh, Florida Disney World after the success of Disneyland. And he had to open like, I think it was seven or eight shell companies of just random names and start buying up the property for this land. And then like right towards the end of the accumulation, it got out that it was actually Disney buying all this up. And uh, the price shot up over a hundred times per acre <laughs> for him to buy. I think it was like $25 an acre he was accumulating for, and it shot up to $2,500 or so. it was something ridiculous like that. So, um, Crazy. I mean, I, I, if I held the meta trademark and I knew Facebook was coming for it, I mean, you know, we're, we're going above a hundred million. No problem. <laughs> they needed you R two. They needed you. I know. Well, I wouldn't have known it was, I mean, they're smart. They, they know what they're doing. They're, they're not, uh, they're not just, um, you know, going to overpay just for the sake of it. But uh, um, uh, here's one that I didn't see on my uh, 2021 bingo card was Radio Shack has pivoted to DeFi. Uh, you've got questions. They've got DeFi, which is a play on their old um, their old slogan. But yeah, the two men who bought Radio Shack in 2020 are turning it into a crypto play. Uh, I, you know, I, I know Radio Shack. There's maybe a couple of them kicking around um but i'm almost willing to bet bet there's a lot of people in the audience uh or in alpha mint that are going to be listening to have no idea what radio shack even is well i i got pretty aggressive and when i heard this i did go out and buy ten thousand shack and i did stake it and i've actually pulled in quite a bit at this i'm kidding i don't know what i was gonna say holy would you open this like what we talked about already you didn't mention any of it i'm joking so i I don't know what what their eventual play is with this. My, the most color I have in this is my grandmother was obsessed with Radio Shack. And every Christmas, we would get tons of gifts from the Radio Shack toy section. So I have fond memories of the Shack. Did you know they rebranded to the Shack? They're not even Radio Shack anymore. No, I didn't actually know that, too. I mean, the, the, the stores mm-hmm. that used to be Radio Shack and all of our malls up here, they still exist as an electronic store. But I can't even remember what they're called, if I'm being honest with you. The shack. They were trying to appeal to the to the young 
The young kids. Oh, like the the basketball player Shaq? No, no but it's, it's just cool. You know, the Shaq, man. The sh- like, yeah. You say it. Like, I'm going to the Shaq. I'm going to the Shaq. Yeah. Shaq. You sound like a nerd. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't work either way for me, but I, I, I get it. I get it. So, but yeah, I guess they are, um, they're starting at Dex. I, 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 this just caught me so off guard. That, like, yeah, I don't know. Huh. So Radio Shack, Dex, Look, I don't know if there's going to be. You- if MicroStrategy can lever themselves to the <laughs> hilt to buy Boomer Coin, then I am very for Radio Shack, you know, going full bore into ETH. What's wrong with micro? <laughs> Never mind, Boomer Coin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move into NFTs and uh, and get this ball rolling. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to just uh, talk about a couple of things that happened? Nanopass did the reveal. Um, I did you end up buying any of these, or you sat out? I sat out. Um, I was very excited for the project, but missed whitelist. And I've been a little strict about trying not to buy into the hype if I didn't make the whitelist. And Kaiju's actually know the team, partner with them, and we had a pretty good chance to get it, but I did miss out on it. So I didn't buy. We saw they quickly ran to 1.7 floor after mint. I mean, these minted at 0.08, so instant win for anybody who was on that whitelist. Huge cook. Uh, But as these things do, and especially, you know, we talk about what type of project pumps after the reveal versus what type of project doesn't. It's not just about if the project is good. It's about how much hype have you pulled forward into your presale, right? And for all the good that NanoPass is, they pulled a lot of hype forward. I mean, this was the more anticipated drop of the last couple of weeks. Um, it, it, it lived up to that. And it, it obviously took a pretty nice haircut after reveal as people started to dump their commons to look for uh, rares that they like. When NanoPass was minting, I saw some people paper a few between like 0.6 and 0.8. So my thought was that when the reveal happens and they have the dump, they're going to get back there and it would be a buy around there. And I think they're sitting at 0.9 right now. So I'll be watching them today. I love the project. I think of all the alt metaverse plays, this one and properties uh, were the most interesting to me. Obviously, Web3, the thing is, I'm almost not willing to call that an alt play because it's already cooked so much and has such backing behind it. But yeah, Web3, um, NanoPass and properties uh, really doing well and fitting into this new metaverse trend. Yeah, I mean, these these things look so good, even just the little animations. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I could just stare at these or, you know, I want this like sitting on my uh, my desktop or something. Just Some uh, have very, very zen, very cool. Yeah, I saw that in the background, too. I got to go. Look. I haven't seen the one with the kaijus. I got to go look for them. But, you know, as a as a big kaiju fanboy, I would love a nano pass with the kaiju uh, with a kaiju on it. So I'm going to go look at them. Like I said, I was looking at point seven, point eight as my buy point. I do think they'll get back above one pretty quickly after that. Yep. Uh, yeah. Point nine two. Um, it definitely took a took a fall from its high water mark. I think it was around two ETH. Kind of uh, at one point slipped back to about one point seven, one point six. Did we see what any deal. rares? Did we see what any rares were going for? Um, I can check right now, uh, but uh, I think there was a was one of those ones that had some pretty big disparity in it. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up real quick. Highest last sale. 
Uh, highest was 11 ETH, and then uh, okay. everything else was sub five. So gotcha. that might have been a big overpay on that one. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, they look great. They're, uh, they do. Yeah. So, so congratulations to anybody that managed to uh, snag that, especially if it was um, on pre-sale for 0.08. It was a huge, gigantic win. Might be the biggest net win of the weekend if you sold. Uh, but if you're holding for it, I think there's probably going to be more to come for this too. Um, not nothing. They've also done over 5,000 ETH in secondary sales. So they're going to be collecting some royalties on this too. Um, and, you know, so it should be a well-funded project. Yeah, no question. Uh, let's talk about Cool Man's Universe. I believe that is slated to reveal today. Um, this was one that's a 10,000 collection drop. Uh, a lot of Alpha Mint members managed to get on the pre-sale. Um, and thank you for to, to you for, for setting that up. Um, and thank you, Jake Udell uh, at Metalink for coming through in the clutch there because there was a, <laughs> there was a bit a little, of a little delay. Panic, yeah. A <laughs> little, little bit of panic but uh jake put personally put in a call to the owners had them change the code on the contract just for little old alpha mint and uh everything worked out that project looks so cool cool man is a very well-known artist who has a huge following on instagram cool man coffee dan of 2.5 million people um on his instagram account it's funny, we right before Lemon Friends, there was so much talk about 10K projects being too much. And man, have we seen a lot of 10K? I mean, even starting with the Littles, right? Big and Swampers. 10K projects. Right, right. A lot of 10K projects selling real. In fact, there's even a 20K project out there holding a 4.5 uh, floor right now. Oh, so, there it is. <laughs> so, uh, well, so I, I think that this is, you know, very cool art that fits it like this trend of cute but not like this isn't pudgy penguins uh winter bears cute this is like abstract cool cute and it just seems to fit into the current trend and it was a, a nice little cook so far a uh, 0.9 in the pre-sale um it's up now to 0.24 i think it got up to 0.3 at one point but this is another one that I think depending on how good the commons look, and I do have a lot of faith that they're going to look really good. I've seen some of the previews. Um, I think this could be a post-reveal pump if the commons look. This is all going to be dependent on whether those commons look too similar down at the bottom. But if they pull off some really cool traits, I actually think this one could pump post-reveal given the, the stature of the artist, the... Uh, the pre-sale too. There was a little gas war, wasn't there, Kobe? Uh, yeah, actually, it got it got really crazy. So um, we were all in the voice chat, getting ready to do this um, and, and mint it. But uh, so I, I believe on the pre-sale there was about eighty six hundred of them sold. Uh, so or sorry, eighty four hundred. I think the the total supply was sixteen hundred that was left to be minted on uh, on the public sale. Um, now these weren't the cheapest at 0.095 and then um with all of the people waiting especially right before reveal where the floor got up to over three uh 0.3 ETH, sorry um it was starting to shape up to be a bit of a gas war now the big difference was on your pre-sale you could only mint two per per whitelisted address um but for the public sale you could mint a maximum of 10. uh so with it being a pretty much automatic 3x from the mint price um, 
minus whatever gas you're going to pay. Yeah, it got it got a little pricey and people basically just full sent it and this thing minted out in like a block or two. Like if you didn't push the gas up as high as you were willing to go, um, which I think the prio got up to like 15, 1600. Um, yeah, it wasn't cheap. But, uh, I, you know, honestly, I think there were a lot of people that maybe didn't haven't made any profit on this yet. And they're probably sitting around the mint price right now. Uh, yep. Contract wasn't amazing on this either. It was it was a little bit gassy. Um, but, yeah, this thing sold out immediately. And if you if you didn't send it off the bat, you you didn't have time to speed it up like it was gone in a flash. So. Uh, I did try and mint. I did fail out on it. Uh, fortunately, everyone, I, th- I think there was probably 20 of us that were minting. Nobody ended up getting any, uh, but I don't think it cost anybody too much in the end either. So good news there, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, this is going to be a really interesting one to watch after reveal because it does have that potential to do well uh, with the art and if these floors uh, hold up and look good. So yeah. I agree with you. I think they're building like a, a cool little, um, cool little universe. I guess not really a pun, but uh, the, you know the intended name. Um, and the buzz has, re- you know, it's. I like it when a project can kind of keep the buzz under wraps so their hype cycle doesn't get away from them. But then, right when they need it in the last week, man, you saw cool man everywhere. And I had quite a few friends who actually bought the pre-sale right after the mint because they just couldn't get it. And, you know, it's a good juju around this project. So if there is a small uh, dip post-reveal, because I have two pre-sale as well that I will be holding through the reveal. I haven't sold one uh, yet, but if I don't like them, I'll probably trade for some ones I like. So that'll be my strategy after the reveal. Yeah, I do have a, I do have a good feeling about it. I actually did pick some up on the secondary after the, uh, the, gas war fed me and um, i feel good about holding them i'm gonna hold them up to reveal and probably after um but yeah the the reveal is is supposed to be happening tonight and we'll see what kind of price action it gets it's sitting at about 0.25 right now so uh still a cook especially if you you got in um on the pre-sale yeah i mean no there would be no uh, shame in taking the profits right now because we do know a lot of these go down but you know i i just think that this one does have the potential uh to rise on its floors if they hit the mark so we'll be watching it today yeah for sure another one that kind of got a little bit of hype uh internally um was alien friends this kind of seemed to sneak up out of nowhere um i was on the road for a little bit yesterday and then all of a sudden all i could see was alpha mint talking about alien friends um almost seemed to for a brief period of time um you know be a distraction from uh, the little lemons but uh yeah this thing- <laughs> i did feel bad i felt like i was cheating a little bit i, I will did admit you? yeah you felt it a did little, feel a little weird I was like, I, oh, I like these. I, I don't want to like these. I just want to be a lemon. But well, yeah, I mean, they, they're fitting into the cute, um, you know, the the cute yeah. uh, category. They look, they exactly. look pretty good. Um, they kind of have some. Uh, I said species. That's what they call the cool man. <laughs> That's what they call guys. them. <laughs> yeah. Day. Yeah, it is actually. I like it. Um, they have those vibes, uh, you know, a little bit of cool cat vibe to them too. And, uh, you know, maybe another trend that we'll talk about a very cheap mint, uh, 0.02 ETH to, uh, to mint one of these things and, uh, another 10,000 supply drop that is uh, doing really well. Public sale is going live shortly. I believe at 11, is it? 
Yeah, if there's any left, um, I haven't checked, but they were similar to Cool Man Dan's, where I think there was only 1400 about left for the public sale, which I checked last time. So really, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I would attempt it unless you're ready to really go to war, because this looks like it's going to be botted. There is demand. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, there's only 800 left now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And think about it. It's going to be, be tough to wall those. Yep. Yeah, I, I, no, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Also important yeah, I wouldn't. to note that uh, um, the price on it is 0.08, uh, and that's almost full supply. So I don't think this is going to drop too much, um, maybe until the right. reveal. Oh, these are instant reveal. I didn't even realize. Yeah, this is, yo, so this is another interesting oh, thing. Oh, okay. Jeez, I went I'm to just be... scroll through them. Mm-hmm. That, my mistake. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so fascinated with how these do after it mints out. There's obviously going to be a gas war. They're obviously going to be botted. And you know what? We know what they look like. And they look damn good. The floor, look, there are some that you're not going to like, of course. But in general, the floors look good. This is a, a project if you don't. Yeah. And this is a project if you don't know by uh, Pape the Great, who is a rapper and creator and knows NFTs really well. Uh, I've talked with him on Twitter and he actually bought some Little Lemon friends a couple of days ago and hopped in the Little Lemon Discord. I was like, yo, what up, homie? He, he gets it. He's he he is not uh, your typical celebrity shiller. Uh, he cares about this community and this project. And when I saw the art coming out of this thing, I was super impressed. So this Discord felt super low key. Like I'm telling you, at the at the beginning of last week, there were maybe five thousand people in the Discord, and we're talking about a 10k project. You know, people were even asking about little lemon friends. Like, do you think this could mint out? There's like four thousand people in the Discord and ten thousand NFTs. Like. But all of a sudden, like hype started to build and big shout out to Polinary, who just brings the alpha regularly into this room. He told us about this in late November. Um, I had forgotten about it. I know one or two other Moon Lounge members also pointed it out. I did a little research as a Pape the Great fan. um, I decided to do a little write up and curated alpha and... Yeah, so far it looks like a pretty good cook here. And I think the most fascinating thing is going to be what happens after it mints out. We already know what the commons look like. They look good. It's going to yeah. be a pump. It kind of feels like it. Well, the price is already in on, on floors. I mean, it, there might be a little bit of a drop um, once the mint happens as people try and maybe pick out any any remaining um, right. rares and, and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, you might see some undercutting after after that, especially depending maybe, on what the gas price was. But Yeah, exactly. But think about it. The supply is out there. We know, you know, what are there going to be? Another 600 added? We know what the art looks like. Yeah. Very interesting case here. I, I will use this certainly to inform future decisions based on what happens here, because this is pretty unique. Um, and I really like the creator and the vibes of this project. So I picked up eight on the second. You know, it was funny. I was like, hmm, 0.02 and you get 10 per train. I was like, I'm going to wait till the mint tomorrow, maybe mint 20, 30 of these things. And then you look this morning, there's like 800 left. I don't even know if most bots are going to be successful. As our fearless leader, Scott said, there's, it's going to go in one block. 
Uh, yeah, one one block. Yeah. It's another yeah, yeah ten per transaction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be probably eighty transactions that just go. I don't want to say yeah. full send, but they're probably going to going to push it. And um, and we've seen one in two ETH sales already. So this is you know, this is this has the hallmarks of a project that is actually going to do well. So we're going to have a close eye on this one. Um, and yeah. This is this, this, as you mentioned, it seems that this is how I'm looking at it. At the end of the last bull market, a lot of people crashed and burned, as we know, and a lot of people got rich, right? And the people that got rich told their friends and they want to get into NFTs. And you, at the beginning of the last cycle, we had a ton of low price. I mean, hell, look at Cool Cats, which minted at 0.02, right? The, we moved away from that. As the money became really easy and teams tried to pull as much of it forward for themselves, mint started to be 0.04 or above at the least. I mean, towards the end of that, it was all 0.05s to 0.08s. Uh, and now you see two things. You see projects either price very high, like the littles who, you know, they have interoperability. You can gamble your utility tokens in their arcade. It had great art. I mean, there was a ton going on there. So they were very upfront. We're making 10,000. We're charging 0.12. And this is why. Right. But there are other projects who maybe you don't have that type of roadmap, type of pedigree, type of backing, but this is just your baby. You love it. It's your passion. You're just like, hey, I'm going to put this out into the world. And if people love it and buy it, great, but I'm going to make it affordable for everybody. And I think those are going to be very, very popular models here for the next few weeks uh, as people get all that Christmas money and decide maybe I should go buy a dick butt or something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, these these look great. Um, I, I find instant reveals uh, to be very fascinating as well. It definitely removes a dynamic of the the pre, you know pre reveal distribution that tends Traders to happen and it. just <laughs> puts it all out. Uh, yeah, they do. But um, you know what I mean. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things that like if it's instant reveal and they're not good immediately, like you do run a big risk of not minting out. You know, um, if the first hundred or two hundred of these, if it, especially if it's a slow build and it wasn't a super high, uh, you know, hyped drop, um, you know, the first hundred of these hit and uh, they're duds, then uh, you know you might have a problem on your hand. But uh, I like Breaking I like news. Oh. By the way, you are only allowed one mint now uh, in the Alien Friends. They've reduced it to one mint to try to make it uh, slightly more equitable for people so there will be 800 transactions uh oh god that sounds like yeah. there's going to be a lot more than 800 transactions <laughs> now uh, yeah i know oh, I, I still wouldn't I try i don't guys. know if i like one i mean i guess they're trying to be you know yeah, i'll be honest and and even it out but um i don't know you're gonna, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to try and full send on on one, one? Yeah. on one mm. to try and turn 0.02 into <laughs> 0.08 now no uh, don't don't, I'm going to still say don't do it, guys. But hopefully whatever happens pumps uh, the bags for those who have already bought. So Hey, I mean, you know what? If this is an entrance product, project or you're you're low on liquidity, it might have just evened the playing field a little bit for you. Um, hey, if you want at, at your great, own discretion. Yeah, if you or want a great, great profile PFP, picture, come yeah. on. I mean, let's look at the trading. Yeah, let's be slightly more pure about these, especially the 0.02 projects. Everybody needs a uh, a nice PFP. Can't beat that. 
this price right now, you know, for a good PFP, little lemon friends, uh, alien friends. These are, you know, it's, it's a good, uh, good vibes as the kids say the vibes for sure. Um, we'll, we'll definitely follow up and see what happens after, after the fact. Um, and then what else do we have? We had one more that we're, we were looking at today. Oh, space games and hunger brains are kind of coming up. Um, you know, while the gaming trend seems to be kind of sitting and, and taking a backseat to, I guess, cute, low-priced art, um, there's a couple of projects on the horizon that might look a little bit promising. And I have to believe, um, you know, once that Wolf game hype cycle kind of, you know, ran its course... Uh, and all the derivatives kind of rolled with it, and um, and and they've all kind of you know outlined at this point. Uh, I got to believe that there were some projects that were working behind the scenes that were either already working on these games for a long time, and you know arguably made the right decision to not just rush the release into that hype cycle that they stumbled upon. Um, and, you know, I think some of them might have been working since orcs, you know, the, the success of orcs and the quality of orcs didn't, uh, didn't happen overnight. Uh, and I got to believe that maybe this is, uh, you know, a little bit of coming to fruition, um, in terms of these, these projects that have been silent, but working. So hunger brains is a, a zombies versus survivors kind of vibe to it. Uh, really pixel arty, uh, not a whole ton of information on it except for you can go into the Discord and pick your team. And then Space Game's another one that's uh, kicking around, another pixel art kind of vibe fitting in with the kind of OG gaming space. Yeah, my uh, the, these two came across my screen the other day. I had been in Hunger Brain's Discord for a month, and then they had only gotten up to about 900 people. I was clearing out my Discords, as I tend to do, because I can't stand the red dots everywhere and i was like eh, there's only 900 people in here i kicked hunger brains off my discord list but the next day scott drops it in the dj and say hey guys this is what you'd better look out for i said oh god damn it how do i always do that i leave the discord the day before it gets hot i guess otto or some influencer talked about hunger brain so i i quickly rejoined that i have to start at the beginning again to to work my way up but I don't know if this is a good tip or not. I'll tell you, there's 5,000 hunters who are the humans hunting these zombies and about 1,200 zombies. Now, originally I picked zombie. I don't know why. But if we're thinking from a game theory point of view, not like who do I want to be in the metaverse, you probably want to go with the team that has less people. Um, Just thinking as a game theorist and that this is going to be an eventual game. So you go into their... Uh, main room and you either choose whether you're going to hunt or you're going to hoard. Um, If you hoard, you're a zombie. If you hunt, you're a hunter. And uh, then it puts you on a team. And like I said, there's not a lot of info available yet, but the right people are really excited about this one. And then we have Space Games, which whitelisted some orcs. Uh, The first 50 orcs to get in there and verify would get whitelist. Uh, Great little pixel art UI as well. And to Cobain's point, if this, if we think that the wolf game trend has died down, but there were some projects that were going to be serious about attacking this trend or this meta the right way, 
I think that maybe Hunger Brains and a space game have a chance to be that. Uh, I didn't play any of the games because I did not get whitelisted um, uh, for any of them. And I decided that given the risk of these, it would be better to really not try to get involved unless you're on the whitelist. I got whitelisted on Space Game. So I am going to give it a try. And I've said it the whole time. The reason things become trends is because there's something there. Something about the model works or is appealing. So I don't think the game trend is dead. And I think that there's going to be some pretty good uh, pretty good ones that come up over the next year. I hope these two are hits because they look fun. I love the art. And I'm going to give them a try. Yeah. Um, this game is uh, described as Marines and aliens battling on Mars. So uh, definitely some... Um, maybe Doom vibes they going on there fun, too, man. which is like an OG OG video game as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it is you know to your point about uh, not being whitelisted and, and having a hard time participating them on in them if you aren't. Um, there definitely appears to be a distinct advantage to anybody that gets in there absolutely first and starts playing the game right from the beginning. Um, and it can be a little bit difficult to, to, you know, even come in a couple days late, you might already be so far behind. So it will be interesting to see if some of these games maybe have some mechanics that can kind of combat that as well. Yeah, exactly. These, these, all these games are a bell curve and it's hard to know where that bell curve peaks, but that's when you want to get out of them. Now, many games are trying to solve that bell curve so that it doesn't exist. But currently, when you're approaching this as a strategy, that's still how I look at it. At what, With the exception of something like Orcs, which I very, very much believe in their long-term vision and their status as an eventual blue chip, with most of these games, I'm trying to figure out when am I going to get out. Now, not that my mind can't be changed as things unfold, but currently that's always the strategy I'm going to approach these with. How can I get out at the highest point on that bell curve? Yeah. And it's, you know, mitigating that bell curve or, you know, creating interesting, engaging content um, to kind of push it forward uh, is important. And, you know, we see, we see some projects struggling with that and it gets to the point where it just, uh, they just say like it game's over, I guess. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah. And that was when, that game and one of these games ended when the creator moved 150 million dollars of ETH off of, uh, <laughs> off of the platform. I'm not sure which game that was, but uh, it rhymes with Wolf Game. Oh, does it? it rhyme? I, I'm trying to think of something that rhymes with Wolf <laughs> Game. Okay, um, it starts with W and ends with Ulf. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, we have uh, two more topics topics left i'm sure you know what one of them is um the uh the little lemon friends is what we'll finish off with but first i really just want to talk about um the last art blocks curated of uh of the year i believe oh i thought you were gonna and, say ever i thought they were shutting it down after that They're like well we tried i think this gen art thing is that they they hired shubang as an advisor so i think they're, they're shutting down <laughs> Yeah, no, I doubt ever. Um, but uh, this is, you know, in typical Monday fashion, the Dutch auction uh, going down. Oh, my God, I'm trying to put it on the screen here. This website is uh, wreaking havoc on my uh, 
on my laptop here. Mm. Um, but it is geometry, no compute. Um, is by Samzy. It is uh, following the traditional Dutch auction of the art black uh, art block ways of five ETH every five minutes down to the resting price of point one. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to look at these, uh, but they are mm-hmm. um, they are out there, man. Like they <laughs> pretty pretty damn cool actually. This might be kind of in your in your vibe as well. I'll link oh, them yeah, in. Nice. You yeah, you pulled them up. Yeah, yeah I'm well, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the YouTube uh, right now. Yeah, there's a lot going yeah. on with these, and um, I, like I could see some uh, pretty interesting variety uh, and uh, you want my guess potential to come out of it. Yeah, sure. And I love these. My guess is they won't do that well. Uh, okay, why? I'm just, I, I don't know. Punch. I think there's a certain look that does really well in generative right now. And that's a little too Tron spacious. Like I love this aesthetic. It seems to be that the really good gen art right now is the stuff that leans towards fine art, not towards like cool computer Tron esque stuff. We'll see. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I love them. I mean, look, if it, I, I think with art blocks curated because it does have, Happen every once in a while, and you do need to be liquid. But if these just sit on the vine and get down to a crazy low Dutch auction price, it's probably not a bad idea to grab one if you can, because you know curated curated is less of a hit and miss than factory or playground. While there are still some curated that don't do well, um, it's worth a gamble if the if the auction gets down to like point two five. <laughs> pretty much the curated floor as it's point one or something, but it's you're gambling on an art blocks. And it, yeah. yeah. If you're gambling on an art blocks and it falls to point one, I don't think you're, uh, you know, you're seeking professional help. It's, it's just the way it goes. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, uh, like if I was, if I was home and saw this Dutch auction, uh, dropping down to, uh, to a good price, I would probably be picking it up. I think they look cool. Um, I just think that they have a lot of potential to have some disparity between the ones that look really cool and the ones that don't, uh, right. you know, I, 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 they're, they're very busy. Um, and it, uh, you know, it might be something that's cool to look at a little bit, but you know, are you, um, are you putting this on the, the wall of your dining room? Probably not. Art blocks have, uh, is definitely, as you said, more toward the fine arts spectrum. And, and this is very computery. And, you know, on that note, the pixel art, um, scoundrel art blocks curated didn't really do that well either, right? Eh? Right. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, let's uh, let's let's talk about it. The uh, <laughs> the topic that we've all been waiting for, I suppose. Uh, Little Lemon Friends um, is having a moment. It uh, you know we minted out and revealed last week. Point um, zero two five was the mint price, as we all know. Um, it did all right uh, pre-reveal, uh, if I recall correctly, hitting about as high as 0.07 in somewhere in that ballpark. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it, it kind of hung out, you know, 0.05 well, it after fell, the reveal and after things kind of shook out a little bit. Yeah, uh, it, it fell down to 0.04 at, or 0.039 at one point. Uh, that was when Agmar said the project was dead and gone and we'd revisit it in six months. <laughs> Um, and here we are still talking about it. And, um, as we all know yesterday, well, I, I want to say it was like, it was slowly then all of a sudden, you know, it, it hit that, the floor of 0.04, as you said, uh, kind of 
chilled out there for a little bit and then all of a sudden it started to show some signs of life it went you know 0.05 then next thing you know it was 0.07 and you know there was a lot of uh a lot of nfts on the floor to get through but all of a sudden and you know maybe gas was favorable um you know the price is obviously incredibly favorable but things just kind of started happening and you know yesterday it just ran up all the way to i think it was 0.25 on the floor for a, a very brief seven. period of, did it get that high eh? yeah okay. i mean i i definitely um i sold a couple into the volume um only because i just don't want to have all you know a, a lot of liquidity sitting in things right now personally um but I, I didn't feel about it. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely making sure that I'm going to be holding um, a bunch of these for, for a longer term play. But uh, yeah, it, it, it seemed to start a craze. Everybody, um, and, and when I say everybody, I mean people outside of Alpha Mint started changing their profile pictures to lemons. Um, the floor was constantly just getting swept by the genie nonstop. Uh, some bigger names, as you'll highlight, kind of jumped into it. And all of a sudden, um, you know, we are now sitting at a 0.18 floor. And this thing was, it uh, turns out, you know, we always had the faith, but uh, an absolute cook. And it just seems to be getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think that, you know, I we, we know we love the lemons. I want to approach this as analytically as possible and just look at what happened here and how can we apply it to to other projects in the future. A good friend of mine, David Howe, um, bought some of these lemon friends as kind of his first big purchase into NFTs. Um, and he asked me this morning, you know, did the floors usually drop that much after something like this? Because if you're coming from stocks, right? And you buy a stock and it goes up 100% and it's down 50% the next day. Something's wrong. Okay. That's not typical. And you <laughs> definitely need to question what is going on either with the company or the mechanics of, of the market. Yeah. With and NFTs, we just call that a Tuesday. That's yeah. It's I mean, the fact that like if this project didn't have legs and it experienced a hype cycle like that, it would already be back at 0.06. And I'm not saying it can't get there if the market gets weak or if another huge fad comes along and people forget about the lemons for two weeks. It's just the nature of NFTs. They're very low liquid. We know when it becomes a hot thing of the day, traders are going to get into it. And the moment the volume leaves, traders are going to start taking losses just to get their ETH back. Because we know if a project goes dormant for three weeks, your ETH is locked, whether it comes back or not, right? So as bullish as I've been about little lemon friends, I wasn't telling people to buy a 0.25 and 0.27. In fact, in Kaiju, where they were even asking some of my advice, I said, yeah, 0.25 seems like a great place to take some profits. It could be a local top. And here is another reason why I believe in this project so much, and especially Cenarius long-term. When we were at about 0.18, 0.19, getting up at 0.12, he put out a notice saying, guys, we know we love the lemons. Don't FOMO in. There's, this, you, there's no reason to overextend yourself or risk money you don't have on lemons. And, blah, blah. and while that may seem like just a, a brief disclaimer or something a project is trying to do to protect themselves, I think Cenarius, who understands this market as well as anybody I've ever talked to, knows how these things work. And you're always going to get 50% pullbacks on things like this. And if you look and analyze, it's certainly not as bad as the 50% pullback makes it look. Now, 
what things do you want to pay attention to when you have this brief hype cycle and the floor drops? Well, rares. Okay. So were rares moving? What price were they moving at? And then most importantly, when the floor starts to fall on these things, the people who bought rares to try to profit quickly on the hype, they start to paper them and they'll paper them for either a slight profit or even what they bought just to get, you know, their ETH back and, and not have so much ETH stuck in the rares. Well, as we see too, even for quite a bit of a loss, um, if, if oh, yeah. the, uh, the volume starts to doubt, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we often see people that bought something for, uh, you know, maybe 0.5 realist for like 0.35 an hour later, just trying to, yeah. to get back and that's you know that's one of the really really difficult things about being in the market for rares is that um is that uh sorry my laptop's dying but it's plugged in i'm well, not really sure why um no yeah. just that you know you got to uh shit well, there's a very specific pattern that usually happens right like initially after the reveal rares are going to be at their best risk reward. You're going to, you know, we, we oftentimes in alpha mint, we all, we all hop on the voice chat and we all sit and we, we start sniping rares. We look at the rarity tools, et cetera, et cetera. And the risk reward for that starts to change once you get towards the middle or end of the initial hype cycle. So there's a point where it actually makes sense to sell your rares for that short-term premium and then roll them back into floors either right away or on the first pullback. And that's just what you have to consider. Now, if you're a collector or if you're thinking, I want to hold something for a year, sure. Buying a rare and leaving it there, it's a great play. But remember, you're locking up a large amount of ETH. um, And there are going to be quite a few times during the cycle where the risk reward is better for floors than it is for rares. So if you're a trader, there's a point where you roll your rares down into commons or even vice versa. Right. There are times when when it goes the other way. So to this point, if you watch now, I have quite a few legitimate, not even stink bids on a bunch of lemons I've been I've been eyeing not one has been accepted not one person has countered me and three of them that I had bid on were bought at the ask me now price even into the floor dipping 50%. Now, regardless of what happens to flo- to the floor and mark my words, if these lemons get under 0.1 I'm getting up to 200 lemons. Like this is not, I will not panic in the, in, you know, I was a little sad when they got over 0.1 because I had just told my partner Panushi after I bought a pirate hat holding a pinwheel, which is just one of my favorite uh, little combos there. I said, this could be the last lemon we buy uh, because I'm not buying over 0.1. You know, you have to ma- I love the lemons, but you got to manage your risk, right? You don't, if you're buying all these things at 0.02 and a little higher, once they get over 0.1, you kind of just have to step back and see what happens, right? Because if you started to chase into the FOMO, and I saw a lot of people feeling the FOMO at 0.25, yeah, you really cannot, you just can't chase a collection like that. Like nothing is going to go to 1E overnight. And if it does, I promise it's falling 50% the next day, right? So just chasing is never... Never a great idea. All the 
Other variables I watch on a collection are just humming, look fabulous. I wouldn't even look at the floor on these. I, I don't check the floor. I find out the price when people talk about it because I just don't care. I'm still a buyer. Um, but it was a very interesting, beautiful case study on what happens in an initial hype cycle because there was no influencer hype. In fact, you could argue what popped the local top was when Ja Rule who ended up buying his first little New York lemon. Age of ja Rule. <laughs> All my lemons that be living it up. So he Oh my god, I think we need a uh, parody song if that's not already thing. <laughs> Come on, yo. And I, if we could get Ja on it, oh my god, we're taking Oh my we're god. Lemons this to is the next like level. <laughs> This is but, something. We're on to something. We got to put our heads together like, after the show and figure this out. Ja yeah. Rule after a fire <laughs> festival disaster is probably uh, looking for a solid rebound. And um, he's re- uh, he is a relatively genuine guy in NFTs. I've never, I haven't seen him start a project, pump a shit project, try to like get people into. He he knows tweeting about something he bought could cause hype, but he never tries to like shill or. He seems to love NFTs. I mean, I you know, I don't know the guy's personal motives, but <laughs> this is basically when Lemons peaked out was when Ja Rule bought. But let's talk about all the stuff happening around Lemons. There have been one to two spaces every day with a minimum of 100 and 150 people. And now this isn't a 5,000 person Bellagio space, but for a project that launched three days ago, yeah. you know, people get bored easy. Like, you, I even I, last Please week we were like the Discord vibe to Twitter. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and like I, you know, I did. I wanted to stop talking about lemons because I'm so scared to play them. Like I just don't want it to become a song that I loved that I played too much. And you just naturally keep coming back to lemons. Now I don't know how long it's going to last. Maybe we get bored next week. Maybe in a month. But for now, I don't see it happening. And you know, the the community feels the same way. You're seeing them all over Twitter. These are constantly revolving into diamond hands from people who are just trading them. And the long-term prospects have never been so bright to me. So I may even pick one up uh, on that cheap point one floor that it's sitting at this morning. Yeah. And and going back to the uh, the earlier point that you made with um, the looking at the the sales and the rares, I mean, you know, these one of ones went for the the like green kind of like radioactive looking one went for like seven ETH. Um, there's plenty that are in the uh, four ETH, three ETH, two ETH range. And, you know, that, that just says to me that there's, uh, there's people that are picking these up to collect them and hold them um, because they're paying, you know, I guess at the time, you know, 60, 50, 60 times over floor value. Um, and you know, those things are hard to just flip and resell. Like, I don't think somebody's buying the most expensive lemon for seven ETH to try and flip it into nine ETH right away. I think that this is a long term, long term hold. And it feels like there's some kind of uh, a little bit of a movement going on behind there. Like, it's the, it feels like a thing. Well, it was interesting because we talk about whether this was a when token or a when TV show project, and it obviously feels a lot more like when TV show. But speaking of like not basing things on a roadmap and not getting ahead of yourself, the official Little Lemons NFT Twitter account tweeted out exclamation point when merch. Now, I don't expect Cenarius to get ahead of him get ahead of himself and it actually made me think that uh merch is a lot closer than we think 
And boy, do I want some little lemon merch. Oh, my God. I, I fully expect you to be uh, walking the streets of New York absolutely decked out in, um, in lemon. It would actually be hilarious if you, uh, you know, re- repro- reproduced some of the, the lemon traits and sold mm-hmm. that as merch. You know, oh like a God, like chef's be... hat or, uh, you know, the beanie. Well, the beanie is a no-brainer, but, um, you know, like a mushroom hat or something. <laughs> and picture this. A children's line of yoga wear. Little baby Lulu lemons. Okay. Little Lulu lemons. Yeah, that was that. That was that Scott lemons. that came up with that. Yep, yep. That and is. I uh, swear to God, Scott. Easy. They're discussing it in the in the spaces very seriously, and I think so. Someone said they knew the uh, the CEO of Lululemon and was going to show it to them. Oh yeah, CEO of uh, Lululemon. That's my mom. I'll get. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, mom dudes. Mom, check these out. Yeah, so lemons, super exciting. Um, honestly, just happy for scenarios too. I mean, the 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 guy just um he just he took his time, he made a good project, he, he didn't rush anything, he wasn't too greedy, even just two and a half percent um um royalties on on OpenSea is uh is incredibly reasonable, right? Like I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelash at it being five percent as most are. Um but again, it's just it's it's so easy to be in love with the lemons. So uh the only thing I've ever thought to myself, I'm like, Cenarius, are you getting paid enough? Like like <laughs> we want to give you more money. Like I, I I don't want you to be underpaid. Uh, so oh I think I, you've, you've probably given him as much money as almost anybody else has. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this much. Uh, I I am so thankful to Cenarius uh, just for his dedication and passion to this project. And it is my favorite project of the year. I went and bought uh, lemonlord.eth uh, yesterday and did send it to him as a gift uh, so that nobody else could buy it and impersonate the Lemon Lord uh, just to thank him for everything because yeah this is this this is my favorite project so thank you Cenarius and uh, we look forward to everything coming in the future with little lemon friends yeah I, I mean just to wrap it up um, you know thanking him isn't just like thanks for making us a bunch of eth or whatnot um, it's actually it, you know it's brought some people over to alpha man it's put some some eyes on us as well uh, even just seeing our YouTube uh, video that we did um, the interview with him, uh, you know, it was it was a pretty successful one. It you know had up to you know about two hundred views on it, which you know might not sound like a lot in YouTube terms, but it's it is not too bad at all. Uh, and now you know it's quickly shot up to over five hundred views. Uh, it's like the first thing that pops up on YouTube when you search "little lemon friends." So I mean, it's it's great for us too. And he took the time um, to come on the show uh, in his first interview that he's ever done, hang out with us, and it was just a lot of fun. So I mean, I think that. Uh, you know, it's a it's a, a great relationship that we've formed with him. And I know, um, you know, maybe becoming something of a bit of a friend to you. A little all lemon hail Lord little friend. lemon lord. You got it. Um, all right, let's wrap up uh the content portion of the show. I'm just gonna get the stage set up for um inviting people up and audio in. Um is there anything you wanted to finish off with while uh, people are throwing their hands up and uh, coming up onto the stage? Yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Super pumped for the cool man reveal. I'm so curious to see what alien friends do after they sell out. Could be an exciting day. 
Yeah, there's lots on the horizon to be excited about. Um, oh, I did have one thing, and we could start bringing people up. Uh, but I wanted to mention Bad Bunnies releasing their carrots white paper, and okay, they, oh yeah, he he shot yes, us a message. We gotta maybe do a follow up with him too. I would, yeah, I he it's launching tomorrow, so I'm really hoping maybe we can get him in an interview this evening if we have time. But I. I see the bad bunny bot, the sales bot has been going off the last few days. It's a very low floor. And I think what really impressed me was the new art that they're putting out. And I'm not talking about them making new NFTs. This is the art that's based around the game and they're doing some stuff with the token and things like that. And I am just the, everything looks so good over there. I hope we can get them on to talk about it soon. Even if it, even if it happens after they release it, we'll, uh, We'll chat with uh, Bad Bunny Creator. That was a great interview. Yeah, a lot of fun with him, too. Um, Yamar, what's going on? What's going on, guys? Uh, I think you guys are missing out on one of the best, biggest projects. It's completely under the radar. No marketing. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about it. I hope you have. If you haven't, it's not too late. It's called Solar Buds. Have you heard of this? Solar bots. Can you drop us a link in the general? I don't think I have heard of. Is this on ETH or on Solana? It's it's on Ether. Um, cool. Yeah, let, let me let me drop the link and then I'll talk more about it. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't personally heard about this either. All right, so I just dropped the link. Um, it's a sixty-page white paper, so have fun. Oh my god! That. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll check back in a month. I can't read that fast, man. <laughs> I'll get through it eventually, well, you don't though. Have a month because public mint is happening in two hours and twenty minutes. Okay. Oh my god! <laughs> oh okay. Uh, but public mint is in two days. All right, let me uh, hop in. Cool. The, all the cybercons are there. All the Axe Infinity people. Um, it's not too late. Um, I mean, there's, there's so much. Are they still whitelisting? There's no, oh, I guess not. Cause that's today. What am I saying? Cool. Yeah. The uh, art looks yeah, great. I'm on the whitelist, but very cool. It's man. You, you, everyone in here, I highly, highly recommend joining that server, reading that white paper, uh, not financial advice. Sorry, but <laughs> <laughs> You're not too late on joining this. Do you want to give us the, like the TLDR on it? 2022. Um, Final Fantasy inspired, WoW inspired, Zelda D and D, Eve Online. Uh, there's going to be land that's going to be released next year for minting. Big known investors with over millions of dollars invested into it. Uh, Coco Bear. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but there's so many whales. All the Cybercongs are there. Um, I mean. It's basically a turn-based. It's gonna be a turn-based game, and uh, where you're a factions fighting uh, to save the princess. Okay. Against the abyss. Um, I mean, and what's the uh, what's the mint price, and how many of them are there? So you actually mint in a package. It's point two ether, but you get four NFTs for that. Okay. And they're basically point zero five each. Oh yeah, I'm seeing right here. You get a full team that'll uh, you know equip yourself to be able to play. Yeah, so you get a team of four characters, tank, DPS, uh, heal, and all that stuff like that. I and see a couple different types of 
I see a few different types of art. Is it the 3D art or is it the uh, the 2D? Uh, if you're on the server, uh-huh. um, oh, so no, the 3D is something else. So it's oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just wondering. Cool. That's that really cool. A, a fan art for a whitelist or something like that. And are you Ooh. are you whitelisted on it too? I, I am whitelisted. Yeah, I was one of the early adopters on it. Yeah, I take it you're going to be participating. <laughs> yeah, everything looks right here. I like the website. Art is pretty cool. Good pixel art, and it's play to earn. You're saying it. It is play to earn. Nice, nice. Yeah, it it looks like the most well put together of all the uh, all the games so far. Great find. Yeah, we're gonna do a deep dive a, on this. Yeah, this nice share. Did a, the the actual founders of the company did a reach out to investors, and so those are the what are they called on the server advisors, I believe. Yeah, so the advisors, um, the devs. I don't know if you're familiar with Alv. Moist, moistness but he's a very big <laughs> salinity dev uh, cool. i mean the, the whole project is very very well docs very big names in it uh, i mean if you just scroll through some of the chats you'll see basically almost every cyber kong owner you'll see axi infinity mods you'll see you'll see some of the biggest names and nfts are there uh, but they have not done any marketing yet uh, i know the marketer and he he's preparing to market Tell them to come on the show, please, if you know the marketer. Yeah, if you talk to them, we're always looking for really interesting interviews and people to to talk to that are actively developing. But I'm curious that they're uh, going into pre-sale right now with no marketing. Intentionally. Oh, I don't think they need the marketing. Is that, yeah, mm. fair. Because of the people that are nice. backing. Uh, I, I highly think that it's going to sell it very, very quickly. Yeah, I have a lot of appreciation for people that don't like, you know, intentionally manufacture too, too much hype. If, uh, you know, they've grown an organic following of people that are in the discord and uh, willing to mint and participate and they feel they feel good about that, then um, it's really not to go back to it is not unlike lemons, honestly. Yep. So that's great, man. Thanks. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about while you're up here? Um, I'll raise my hand. I'll let some other people talk. I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. No worries, man. Thanks so much for uh, for sharing that, and we'll we'll definitely watch that. And if uh, anything ends up coming of, uh, you know, getting some of the devs or artists or whoever on, that'll be uh, could be a lot of fun. So thanks, man. Yeah, cheers. Let's get our uh, resident shroomhead Josh up here. Looks like you've got a whole collection of uh, of friends around uh, a mushroom of yours. He has a blue party hat. Do you see, do you know how? Oh, did you snag the... one of those? Yeah, no kidding. No, yeah, look at that. Did you know some? Oh no, no, Kong... did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Kong dropped into the Little Lemons Discord. Like, I will pay a king's ransom for any blue party hat. <laughs> All blue party hats report. <laughs> And you're proudly hodling your uh, blue party hat, eh? Oh, ain't nobody touching my blue party hat. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah can't Cardinal. Choose, can't choose just one, you know? No. I, I, it's just, it's just, they're just too good. I saw something about Alpha Mint maybe cornering the market on the blue party. Was it the blue party hats? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got one. I pulled one. Ghost pulled one. Um, I oh, can't nice. remember if somebody else pulled one. So we had Car- at least 33% of them, right? And yeah, Cardinal, Cardinal has at the very least bought one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So at one point we must we must have held more more than half at at some point there. Dude, I I wouldn't be surprised to find out that at one point we held more than half the total supply of the lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Not actually, but uh, that's uh, that's definitely a certainly the, su- a joke. the half the available supply. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well guys man gm gm sounds like everybody's doing good on this fine fine monday yeah just happy to be back up here man heck yes oh, love having it having it happen every morning this is my my go-to wake up um you're east coast right so i just I, i'm west coast i'm west oh, you're coast early. so i uh, i usually miss the beginning and catch the uh catch the tail end that seems to be the trend, actually. We definitely have like a, a slow build over the course of the show. Yeah, as we're all waking up over here on the West Coast. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 all good. So I'm just thinking about I'm thinking about timelines on um, on Lemonheads, and just I think a lot. Of this is probably our first time on a getting this invested into a project like Lemonheads that's doing pretty well has some long-term potential, et cetera. Obviously nobody can predict the future, but I'm curious, like for other successful projects like this, whether it's something like Crypto Mori's or even something like Cool Cats, what was like, do you guys have a feel for like, what was the time horizon for growth on projects like that? Like what, can you give people a sense of like what other successful projects have looked like over time? Uh, after the point of, of minting. I just, I'd love to hear a little more about that. Maury's was fascinating because Maury's was at the tail end of the last bull. So it was actually very hype. I remember when I think it was Lucas dropped the link in the DJ and It was like, this guy's a known artist. The art looks really good. And people minted it hard. And it was an instant cook. Like, I think it got to 0.21 or 0.22 the next day pulled back to like 0.11, 0.12, right? And then it just stayed there. Then the Sheba cycle hit. Gas went nuts, went up to 300. And Maury's at their low got down to 0.04 or 0.05. And mind you, that still meant it was 0.1 with gas. So that's the other thing you have to realize. When gas gets insane, that amount usually comes out of the floor. So a floor selling at 0.5, it's really a 0.1 floor. And if gas fell dramatically, those would get hoovered up quick and you'd be back at 0.1. But Maury's went as low as a project could go during that bear market. And the thing is, we're not going to talk about what makes a community during this conversation, but Maury's had a community, a weird one, a a out there kind of alt community and a fun one, but you see the family as they call themselves everywhere. And they had legitimate holders who believed in them, including myself. Um, it was, it really came down to the art. It was so good. It was so pop. It, it made such great PFPs. Even when I see them now, every time I see a Mori, I'm like, that, that looks fucking great. And after the bear market waned, they had a nice slight bump, 
But then there was a major sweep, like some hedge fund decided to get big into more or something. They ended up getting up to 0.4. Then they found a lot of support between like the 0.2.4 area, usually living around 0.3. And then a couple of weeks ago, there was another major hype cycle where they were brought all the way up to 0.7 at their peak. And now they've fallen back here uh, to support. But, you know, this is... This is a very large product. When you see the 10,000 supply projects, you're always going to get these very large pullbacks. So there's just so many of them. <clears throat> Traders try to play the short term, they get stuck, and then you see the, the floors fall 50% afterwards as a result. So pretty typical. And Maury's is, is such a great example because I honestly believe lemons have done it even more even bigger hype cycle like the way people are adopting these seems a lot more popular than maury's much more reminiscent of cool cats and i was not deep in it at the time but if you pull up a cool cats chart you can see what happened um it was these small peaks early on that got them up to 0.4.5 they would crash then they hit one everyone was shocked like oh shit this could be real pulled back to 0.5.7 then they broke through one and got to three and it was like oh shit these may be an elite these may be the next blue chip they pulled back from three. And, and let's not then, forget that Cool Cats didn't mint out right away. No, they had to reduce their price. Didn't mint out, had to reduce their price, all that, you know, lovely stuff. And then they just hit their major, major hype cycle that brought them slightly above 10 at their peak. And then giant bear market hits all the blue chips included. I remember that one week when Kongs and Cool Cat and everything people thought was just safe to put your ETH in just crashed. I think Cool Cats got down to three or four at one point, but now they're comfortably sitting at seven. I, I very much believe they're going to get back above <clears throat> 10 next year. And I do think they're the next board apes. I think board apes are going to go to 100 and Cool Cats are going to go to 50. 50 ETH on the cats, eh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think the one common denominator is that they have some kind of... Uh, I always go back to that uh, Twitter thread that uh, Will from uh, the Littles Project made about what makes a successful project. And it's just, um, you know, they have some kind of niche that they're filling in the market uh, that allows like a, a pretty organic and, and vibrant community to form around it. Uh, and I think that that's just really important um, when it comes to it. It does it does feel like Lemons has that, but Cool Cats has that. Um, Bored Apes have that. CryptoPunks have that. The Kongs have that. And, uh, and even you know, more... It, it definitely isn't something that happens immediately. Like, I, you know, as much as we love the orcs and stuff like that, I mean, obviously there was supply constraint stuff, but when they first dropped like five, six ETH, I mean, as, as much as we wanted it to, that was never going to last like that. Um, it does take time for that. Um, those rabid hodlers. I mean, we talk about board apes all the time, how, you know, some of these people that minted them or bought them for sub one ETH, like these you know, JPEGs might be a large portion of their net worth and they're still not willing to sell them. And once you create that, just like that insane, almost cult-like um, willingness to to die on that hill, I mean, the, the price just goes up because people just don't want to part with them. Yeah, I think Cool Cats was very similar to Lemons in the sense that like you look at them, you buy one, you just want another. Like that, you know, I think lemons and cool cats have the best traits in the game. 
fun, exciting, varied, works well, almost no matter what the combination. And that's why I think Cool Cats were successful, right? Like, look at Kaijus, okay? They pulled all the hype forward. And not on purpose. I mean, it was just the nature of them being so perfect for the time that it worked. But they pulled all that hype forward. And after that first peak that month, they've suffered since. So... You, you know, it, it, they're just, they're polar opposites. When you look at Cool Cats that had the rough launch and was a slow starter and eventually became the blue chip versus Kaiju, that was just the flashiest, hottest start anyone could have and has been a slow drip since then. I consider them both similar quality projects. I believe Kaijus are going to get above 10E as well, but it's just about your launch. The launch dynamics are going to affect your first three months in a big way. Yeah, I think if you also can go into a Discord um, after the drop has been successful, these things mint out, they have their little uh, you know, pre-reveal hype cycle, they have a, maybe a little bit of a pump after, and that's kind of where Lemons is sitting right now. Um, but maybe that subsides. And this is like where the hard work starts to happen of maintaining that community, um, building the brand. Uh, keeping the project moving forward. And that doesn't even mean like developing a token or a game around it or anything, but just like keeping the your objective um, moving. Um, if you can stumble across like a, a Discord or a project that, you know, maybe launched three months ago and they still just have something going on in there, like that might be a good sign that eventually... Um, Eventually, you know, things are going to turn around for the better. And um, I think once you reach that point and then, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have that big run up again, um, you almost never see them return down to the lows that they were at before before that point. I was. Yeah. And and it's it's a great point uh, Cobain is making. I was I was really curious to see how how it all played out. And, you know, it's it's these are all such interesting case studies. Each project is different. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Love it. Great question. Love it. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that that underlying rule of like, are people just, do people get wildly attached really, really quickly to their (laughs) PFP for a project? Right. Man. Yeah. I've, I've never seen it. Like I've seen it with, uh, with little lemon friends. So So yeah, it's it's, wow. I don't know how you, you strike that. Like, it's just, you don't, I don't know. Like there's just something that makes you want to buy more of something versus you buy, you know, like a apes. Okay. I, they're great. Everyone wants one. Do you buy one? And you're like, Oh, I have to have an, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that magic sauce is, but cool cats and lemons really nailed it. I say uh, whatever they put on Doritos and they now took that one ingredient and, and put it into the project. It's amazing. <laughs> it's got the Dorito spice. Yeah. MSG, oh, baby. Monosodium glutinate. <laughs> Does it every time. One of the uh, biggest food myths in the uh, world is that um, MSG is, is uh, bad for you. But anyway, it's nice to have a fellow chef on here because MSG is literally the foundation of like the umami taste. The thing we love about eating is MSG is largely responsible for that. In fact, did you know the largest source of MSG is tomatoes? Eating tomatoes, you get more MSG than, you know, Chinese food, so to say. Whole idea that Chinese MSG better marketing. It was the the victim (laughs) of one, um, one. 
unreviewed uh, study that just made tons of false claims and uh, they they put it out there and it kind of just caught fire and uh, yeah, it flooded the shit out of MSG. There mm-hmm. you go. If you know how to not just an NFT show. <laughs> We're very, very. Also an MSG event. I just throw one more thing in on that. I've got a friend who works for Ajinomoto, which is like the biggest MSG, you know, producer in the world. Mm-hmm. And they're they're actively trying to get out there and do social campaigns and stuff right now to try to correct all well, the misinformation around MSG. I think we're doing a good job of, of it. But yeah, you I'll know try to make a sponsorship it. happen. The AM you know show sponsored to you by Big MSG. You know where they get all their MSG from? Madison Square Garden. Kelp. That's where uh, most large corporations get their MSG. They they get it from kelp. <laughs> kelp is so Good mommy. Stuff. I mean, that's All why right. it's... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are yeah. we doing here? <laughs> are we we're going deep. I might draw the line at a five-minute MSG yeah. conversation. <laughs> keep, the, keep the ball rolling. Um, actually, on that note, I don't see any hands up on the stage. So it is 11 o'clock. Uh, a solid little hour and a half show. We probably could have gone for another hour. Um, yeah, we, we may bad. have to hop off. Uh, into that VC quickly. We got two minutes left for the for the friends gas war, which which is going to happen here. Uh, I don't know if anyone wants to get involved, but so actually on that note, let's wrap it up. Um, anybody that wants to participate in that, jump down there right now. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, recorded uh, for YouTube and Spotify, it'll be up there, and we're going to do it again tomorrow. Uh, I just kicked everybody out, but um, just in case you haven't known, we're going to be having a tax accountant on the show tomorrow morning live. And uh, we don't normally do um, interviews, but uh, it should be a lot of fun. So thanks so much and uh, good luck with the minting today. Good luck at the tables, DJs. Hi, monkey.